Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one cruel minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. <laughs> and joining us back today is Mel. I'm here. Yeah. Still wearing my gym pants. Still practicing juggling soccer balls. <laughs> I'm going to get good at this, guys. <laughs> Keep working on it. I'm working on it. Robin, you got to put it in. Robin, you got to put in the, the sound effect of a ball being bounced on a knee <laughs> every time you intro her in all these episodes. You also have to include a sound effect of sweatpants swishing around. <laughs> I can make that myself, actually. <laughs> I'll be some on-the-spot recording. Holy uh, <laughs> This is minute 17 of The Karate Kid. It begins with one last reassurance from Daniel and ends with the start of soccer tryouts. Uh, so, yeah, we we kind of start with the end of Daniel trying to get out the door, and she's even offering um, to let him stay home from school. On his first day? Yeah. I don't know. Me, I'm like, why does he want to go to school that bad? Yeah, well, maybe. Do you think he wants to see Allie, or, mm, or did he know she was going to be there? Maybe. <laughs> maybe he's just like, uh, I'm going to avoid her. Um, he's just tired of his mom's positive attitude. <laughs> yeah. I would want to stay home, but I, I, I get the feeling, you know, from this minute and the, the following minute uh, that he, he just wants to kind of get it over with and show that he can just kind of bounce right back. That, that didn't bother him too much. You know, he's a social butterfly. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to make it work. You know, he thrives around other people. Yeah. That aren't yeah. his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God. Yeah. He's still trying to get over that long car ride <laughs> all the times to be reminded of the pool and the pool never, never panned out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we next see Daniel riding his bike, and uh, I had a question here. Uh, how did you get to school? Uh, I always walked uh, for elementary and junior high, and then and then uh, for high school I took the city bus. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. What no. about you? Me, I walked to school. Same, because uh, I lived in a small town, and then I had to take the bus to another town for high school. Was it a school bus? It was a school bus. Yeah, yeah. I always had to take the bus. Like really, my, my entire, uh, you know, elementary schools, middle schools, high school, all through that, I had to take the bus because the the school was like on the edge of town. Like you know, he, he had to go down part of a highway and and get to it. Not a highway, but a, a heavy road with no sidewalk. Uh, <laughs> I always was like, I, I always like wanted to have the the ability to like walk like the town over. The school is like right in the middle of the town, so like oh, most wow. of the kids just kind of walked to school, walked in. Yeah. You know. yeah, I never, I never had to take a school bus in my entire twelve years of school, oh, in, wow. unless unless I was going on like a, a field trip, <laughs> or like ride ride your bike to school. Like I mm-hmm. imagine, I don't know. Um, I use some kids. Some high school kids that would did? bike. No, oh. that would they would t- t- you take their bicycle. They would get up early in the morning and bike, and it was like a couple hours of a bike ride. So they'd have to get up really early in the morning. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and they'd bike to school, like Mel to li- high school. Mel lived in a, a small fishing village, so yeah. So I <laughs> mean, the, people the were big high school was a town over. A town over, like yeah. about like a twenty-five minute drive. Ah. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, I, I was 
you know, I kind of calculated things here. So, but now that that kind of blows my calculations. <laughs> like a couple hours of on your bike before school. Yeah, like there, awesome. and then uh, like it was like a family that I knew. Like one brother, like they were like seven kids. One brother would draw like ride his bike to the school in the morning, and then the other brother would take the bike home in after school. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a joint effort. Seven seven kids, small Catholic fishing village. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wow. let's let's bring the bring that Catholic those Catholic references back. Yeah. yeah. We didn't cut out the last one that I mentioned. <laughs> I don't edit. Um so Daniel, uh I, I checked the map here. Daniel is coming down Philiprim Avenue. The the street is called Philiprim. And it takes a left onto Capistrano Avenue, and that's where uh, the school is located. This this location, the school location, is seven miles away from the South Seas, which I, I calculated with uh, Google Maps that this is a uh, would be about a thirty six minute uh, bike ride. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I was it's doable. a little long, but it's doable. It's doable. It's totally doable because that's about like the bike ride when we bike to work. Mm-hmm. It's twenty five minutes to work, I think. Ish, yeah. yeah. It'd be a 13 minute drive. It says here. Yeah. Um, and I also, I was kind of impressed because looking at the map, it ma- actually makes sense that Daniel would be coming from Philip rim. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he kind of, it's kind of like a cut up and then over, but. And would know, that be the school he'd actually be zoned to though? I, I think so. Um, but you know, close, close the school a, to the South seas. <laughs> it's, it's actually, uh, I didn't take a, <laughs> I didn't do like a, um, a check of uh, what schools were in the district because this is actually a fictional high school. Mm. Uh, it, this, I mean, you know, it's in the movie, it's West Valley high school. Actually, I'm not even sure if it's mentioned in the movie, but, but it is <laughs> West Valley high school. Um, this actual building is, or was at the time Charles Evans junior high school. And now it's the Hughes adult learning center. Mm. <laughs> um, this is a uh, famous film high school, though, because it was used for Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Whoa. And, and one of my favorite 80s movies, Summer School. <laughs> Don't know that one. <laughs> oh, guys, Summer School. I think, you, I think you'd really like it, Matt. You should check it out sometime. What sort of a genre is it? Well, it's comedy. But, uh, you know, I, I think about how, you know, you have you have a, a little bit of an interest in horror and um mm-hmm. And there are two guys. One of them's called Chainsaw. And there's another <laughs> guy, and they both just hang out. And they're in summer school because they can't help but like constantly set up these grotesque horror scenes because they're like they want to get into uh, into film and they want to do like special effects. Like like I think they like they're like God is like Tom Savini or something like that. So they're always <laughs> like people walk into the classroom and they're just laying there with like guts ripped out of them and stuff. And they're like, oh, hey, there's Chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe I've put it off long enough. I think people are chomping at the bit because I have not said what song is happening during this. <laughs> and <laughs> it is Bananarama's Cruel <laughs> Summer. Um, honestly, top eighty, top 10 80s song for me, I, I think is right up there. Nice. Might have something to do with the, the fact that it's in Karate Kid, but... I don't know. It's just so like, I don't know. It's kind of dark, but it's also poppy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. What else did they do? 
Uh, their uh, their biggest thank you for feeding me with that one. Uh, their biggest <laughs> song was, uh, was Venus. You guys remember that song? Uh, uh, it yes. was a cover. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was on. Uh, I'm your Venus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Famous commercial song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got heavy airplay on MTV. Um, Banana Rama are actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for most worldwide chart entries of any all-female group. They had 28 well, singles hit the top 50 UK singles chart. They were obviously bigger in, in the UK, but their big songs here were Venus and uh, Cruel Summer. And I think Robert De Niro's Waiting. I'm not familiar with that song. No. Uh, some f- Banana Rama facts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, they are from London. Uh, it, her, their names are Sarah Dolan, uh, Siobhan Fahey, and Karen Woodward. And they get their name from a uh, favorite Roxy Music song called Pajama Rama. And then they, <laughs> like, they also like the word banana, which they thought it made them sound tropical. So they just combined it to Banana Rama. <laughs> nice. Um, so I yeah. like how it's not too deep, you know. Yeah. How yeah. long did they? How long did they last as a band? They're still around. Well, matter of fact, they were a pop trio at this time. Now they're a pop duo. No. Oh. Um, yeah. So their biggest song in the U.S. was Venus. The it, Cruel Summer um, was actually uh, it came out before Venus. It was their first U.S. top ten hit, but it only got to number nine. I I oh. think it's much better. And, yeah, it is. And it's an original. Um, and uh yeah having it in the karate kid gave the song a boost like a year later the karate kid came out out and then it just like leaped up up the charts um but they would not allow it to be on the soundtrack what that seems like i don't know some sort of (laughs) shooting yourself in the foot i don't know i don't know know. maybe maybe it made people like oh i'm not gonna get that karate kid soundtrack they don't have cruel summer on there i'm gonna go get the banana rama album i think that's what, what they were thinking you know oh maybe and also, uh, uh, I got more banana ram effects, but I just sweet while I'm th- <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, uh, it's it's funny how like like we were talking uh, before we I started recording this minute uh, about the the score and the you know the different uh, great music cues that the Karate Kid is known for, but they're really not playing here. It, it's almost like the movie like front loads that pop soundtrack. Except yeah. for obviously there's the big one at the end. <laughs> yeah. But like once we get to training, like all the, the pop music goes. Basi- basically, once Mr. Miyagi comes in, he brings yeah. his, his own music into the he movie. and takes team. over. <laughs> I mean, golf and stuff that brings back the pop music a bit. But yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it's just so funny how like we've been talking about the first like we're, we're at minute 17. And I swear we've talked about like eight different songs already. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Maybe like five. <laughs> They're just like stuffing us full of like all these pop songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Jeez. so it's a just so it's a bigger shock when uh, when we get all the, the Asian inspired music. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we we got the kids in and like halfway through the movie they're not going to be like oh man what's this flute stuff. <laughs> Ugh. Sit, uh, there, sit there and get cultured, children. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, you can cut this part out, but uh, remember we were talking about how Mel was on a podcast earlier? Mm-hmm. No, you mean, discuss- mean on Monday? Yeah. <laughs> earlier, like a two days ago. Yeah. Oh, that earlier. Just, 
I just dis- yeah. I just discovered my computer was recording for twelve hours. Oh really? Yeah. Really <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, you're editing this morning. week. Uh, <laughs> what? You're editing this week then. <laughs> just kidding. No, um, uh, I, guess, I guess Mel started a recording, but I don't see anything at the beginning of it. That's just like right. a couple of like little farts. Like, at, there. at the at the hour and a half mark, there's we must have come into this room uh, almost four <laughs> hours. We came into this room, <laughs> and then around eleven eleven hours into the recording, we start we started this podcast. <laughs> I, nice. Why did you start recording? Because <laughs> I was trying to figure out what what. Remember, we were trying to figure out what that song was, and I was trying to figure out. How to send it to my friend? Oh, uh, so that she could help me figure out what that song was. But okay. then I forgot that I was recording. <laughs> <laughs> got a twelve-hour recording here. I'm gonna delete that. Wow. Yeah, All right. Anyways, sorry. back to the regularly. Uh, yeah, we're stuff. coming dangerously close to me actually having to edit this. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back to Bananarama. Um, <laughs> Bananarama singer Sarah Dolan said, "Cruel Summer played." On the darker side of summer songs, it looked at the oppressive heat, the misery of wanting to be with someone as the summer ticked by. We've all been there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I did post a video in our Facebook group. Did you check that out at all? Uh, You didn't have to. (laughs) I don't think I I don't think I saw it. Was it a banana? No, it was it was a cruel summer video. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did see that because you said you had never seen it before. I never. No. Yeah. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, the girls like dance around in overalls. It's like they're working on a car and we're like, there's just like singing the song and it's so hot out and it's just, the car's not working. And then like halfway through the song, all of a sudden like a trucker pulls up. So they're, they hitch a ride with the trucker and then they're suddenly being chased by people that look like boss hog and Roscoe P Coltrane, <laughs> from, uh, Dukes of Hazard. Like there's, it's like a cop and a and a guy in a white suit and a and a and a cowboy hat. So and they're chasing, they're chasing the truck, and then Bananarama, all three of them are hanging out the passenger side window eating bananas, <laughs> and throwing the peels like it's Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And then the whole thing ends with like a dance party on the rooftop, looking over New York City. Like Boss Hog, Roscoe's there, the trucker's there, and they're all just kind of dancing around to the song. <laughs> That's insane. Lovely. Like, ah, let's give it up. You know, let's let's go dance together on the roof. You know, I don't know why you're chasing us, <laughs> sir, but uh, let's go dance. This is a great song. If only all of the world's problems could be solved this way. <laughs> well, <laughs> dancing uh, on a rooftop. <laughs> for Bananarama, uh, it, they got solved in a different way, and I'm going to kind of uh, push a little bit against that PG rating by by this story. Um, yeah. I, I looked this up. It said, uh, after an exhausting morning shooting. In the city, in brutal August heat, the band returned to the tavern for lunch. Uh, I guess a tavern they were there. They're at. It was in New York City. Mm. They made the acquaintance of some local dock workers who, upon learning of their situation, shared vials of cocaine with them. Yeah. Whoa. That was our lunch, said Fahey, who had never tried the drug before. When you watch that video, we look really tired and miserable in the scenes we shot before lunch. And then the after lunch shots are all euphoric and manic. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you can you can watch that video again and see how they really light up towards the end of the video. Um. And uh, yeah, finally, the song was covered by Ace of Bass and Evanescence and also. There was a version created for 
the the show Cobra Kai uh, by Carrie Kimmel, I guess. Oh, it was created for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So back to the movie. <laughs> mm. By the um, way, that song is stuck in my head right now. I yeah. love that. I love. I just love that song. I don't. I don't. Mm. I'm, that song shows up in my head. I'm like. All right, stick around a while. We're good. <laughs> You're like, what did they say? The background. Uh, we see Daniel biking into school, and we also see some skateboarders riding by. And uh, Daniel seems to just kind of steer his bike in front of a school bus as if <laughs> not really worried about it. Yeah. Uh, John Avildsen originally wanted Ralph to ride the bike with no hands, but he couldn't he, do it. Well, he even had a, a bike stunt guy teach him, and it is the same guy that um, takes a roll down the hill. Um, oh. late, <laughs> he's actually a famous uh, stunt guy, Pat Romano. We're going to talk about him in that minute, but hmm. they ended up having him ride holding the handlebars, although he just kind of stands on his pedals as he cruises along. Um, but yeah, I guess they were. Either either Ralph must have pushed back against it, or they just thought it wasn't necessary. Maybe I don't know. They didn't want to uh, set a bad example. They didn't want kids. Don't try this at home, kids. Please don't ride with no hands uh, uh, through traffic. Yeah, <laughs> I do it because the Karate Kid did it. Probably, probably <laughs> in reality, it's just because Ralph couldn't do it because he's so, <laughs> maybe so uh, uncoordinated. Listen, he yeah. is he is a talented actor. And uh, you know some semi spry. So um, did you say? Didn't you say he had trouble with the movements? Yeah, it's a trivia thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. Just seeing Daniel riding, standing on the pedals, though, really brings me back. It's like, oh man, I, I just want to ride around on bikes again. We were doing that today. Oh, nice. <laughs> you get one. Um, I guess. <laughs> Why would that school bus seemed really wide? It by was the a way. weird shaped bus. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is that just like American buses, or like is that just like the eighties American buses? Was, <laughs> I don't know. It was so boxy. It was really boxy. <laughs> this is this bus was created for uh, uh, Brock Bus Lines. That's what it says on the side of it. It is a company out of Glendale, uh, California. Hmm. I don't know anything about the actual make of the buses, though. Hmm. I, I'm surprised I knew even that much, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no business knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's none of your business, Robin. Yeah. Let's move it along. I, I said way too much already. Also, uh, Daniel's bike, like speaking of bikes earlier, like his bike looked kind of cruddy. Yeah, why? It just looked like a cruddy bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you chain up when he chains up the bike, it's as if they had to cover up all the branding of the bike. Because like yeah. every single place is like there's just bits of spray paint all over it. Mm. So that's why, because they couldn't promote that bicycle brand. Maybe, yeah. But they could promote Sprite and Minute Maid. Well, no the, the company well, is Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola doesn't make bikes, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they could, it'd only sugary be, drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> piloting a Coca-Cola bike down the street. <laughs> oh God! Coca-Cola powered bike. So, yeah. so Ralph Macchio. Oh, sorry, Matt. Go I was ahead. just going to say it shoots jets of coke, and that's how it's propelled. <laughs> well, that was how Banana Rama was propelled. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. That's true. Oh, geez. It's true. Wow, that was like the perfect segue. Yeah. Um, yeah. How old is Ralph Macchio again? 
Because like I mean, twenty two in this. He looks 22. like he's like I was like, is he like is he like thirty here? Like no, nope. <laughs> there's no way to tell. No way to tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, we're already talking about him uh, chaining his bike, but I, I just want to back it up a little bit. I don't like the shot that happens. Like we follow him um, across the road, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden. I don't know. It's like, it's so awkward because you want to follow him into the, into the front of the school and to where he chains up his bike. But it's like, they cut to another angle of the school and then Daniel rides into that shot. It's really kind of awkward. If you, does it break the 360 rule, uh, for like following somebody fit going one way and then they suddenly come in from the other side or something. I don't know. I mean, it would have been a pretty impressive shot though, to catch him going from, a street across the way, all the way in front of this bus, and then navigating through some kids all the way to the. I mean, they nearly make it. They nearly follow him all the way there, and then they cut to this shot where, like, you see him way back there, like chaining up his bike, but like all these people just keep walking by the shot. Like, it reminds me of that. Like, why did they get a shot of of Ali, like next to Daniel's legs? <laughs> <laughs> What's this obsession with putting the camera down by people's legs like that? I don't know. <laughs> it were, maybe they wanted to make it look like it was really a, a really much busier school than it was. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, also, he chains his tire, uh, which is not something you want to do when you're chaining up a bike. You want to no. chain to the frame. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, should know I, that he should know that coming from the big city. <laughs> yeah. Um. He does say later in the in in the movie that he hates this bike, so maybe that was a part of it. Mm. <laughs> I hate this bike. I hate this bike. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Daniel notices the Cobra Kai all just standing closely around a motorcycle. This is the 1983 Honda VF750 Interceptor for those gearheads out there listening to our podcast. Hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to note that it was it's a different motorcycle than what Johnny was driving or dirt bike rather than what Johnny was driving the night before. Whoa. So um, it, I, I'm just almost assuming that like, um, you know, Daniel walked home <laughs> sad. Yeah. Daniel, uh, Johnny came home and was like, oh, new dirt bike, dad. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> so happy. <laughs> uh, it's not his dad, though. What's it? What's what's his? Oh, uh, yeah. Dad's name, his dad. Oh, well, I mean, this is this is information we we learn later. I'm, I'm, <laughs> listen, release order. That is that is the standard by which uh, minute by minute podcasts are based on release order. We don't know this okay. stuff yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do think that it's it's a new one because Dutch and Jimmy are just kind of like squatting, checking it out, you know. And um, uh. Tommy's hair is looking great too, by the way. He's checking out. <laughs> They're all blonde. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something about that, huh? <laughs> really weird. And uh oh yeah, Does Johnny's the California wearing... Sun just do that to you? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. It just like, dyes all your hair blonde. Yeah. Um oh yeah, and Johnny's wearing headphones, something you often see him wearing throughout the movie. And I almost want to say, like, what's he listening to? What's Johnny listening to? I guess maybe uh Oh, geez, that would be more information from Cobra Kai. But now because I've seen Cobra Kai, I, I, I just automatically think it's like, you know, glam rockers, <laughs> something like that. You know, Def Leppard or. Yeah, it's definitely hair metal. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's listening to rat. 
<laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he's got a rat problem. <laughs> uh, that, that commercial reached you too? Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Daniel looks at his persecutors and then turns and walks into the school. And then John Avildsen does this interesting choice where he stays on a plaque. Do you know anything yeah, about don't. that plaque? No, I don't. I was going to ask you, what is the significance <laughs> of that plaque? Is it, okay, so the plaque says, Truth, Liberty, Toleration, by the Native Sons of the Golden West, Andrew M. Stodel, Grand President, April 18th, 1969. Is toleration uh, a word? It's not to- toler... Tolerance? Tolerance, yeah. Yeah, maybe in 69, toleration was a word. Hmm. What intoleration? <laughs> what intoleration? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. Um, when starting this project, uh, future guest Robert Black actually shared with me some things he'd written about Karate Kid. And I do want to point out, since I'm going to be um, kind of cribbing from it, that it's at groundhogdayproject.blogspot.com. He did a entry called Lesson Not Just Karate Only. Um, so anyway, uh, it was, it's noted in the LA weekly, like a interview with John Avildsen that he, John Avildsen saw this plaque and said, quote, it thought it perfectly related to this. It was, it perfectly related to the circumstances of the film. Uh, like Daniel is going to need to tolerate Johnny in this school, you know, and, and, uh, Robert talks in his blog about the irony of this plaque being focused on in this movie, um, because this group back before 1969, um, <clears throat> was originally dedicated to keeping California for white people, um, oh. a- as God intended, quote unquote, uh, wow. that quote is from the grand president back in 1920. Um, they also went on to support keeping Japanese Americans from having their right to vote and wanted to overturn their American citizenship. They were, they, they saw housing surplus after the second world war and they wanted that housing surplus to go to returning white soldiers and for the Japanese to go back to their internment camps to Mm -hmm. kind of free up Mm -hmm. housing. Uh, I'll also say that further research shows that in like later years, the native sons have gone to, basically focusing on historical preservation and have many races in their ranks, including Asian Americans, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but definitely check out Robert's blog to learn more. It's really interesting. It's just so, you know, did, did John Avildsen like go, well, actually maybe I should before putting this plaque in my movie and just instead of like going, ah, toleration, that sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. Like who are the, who are the natives? (laughs) Because the, the fact that they were trying to keep, uh, people like Miyagi's family. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like something he would have done consciously, I hope. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, but yeah, I've kind of exhausted my... I mean, we go to an overhead shot of soccer tryouts and the minute kind of ends. So mm-hmm. I, I love how this movie just keeps uh, giving us minute-by-minute scenes. Like, Avildsen wanted our, our podcast to succeed and have complete conversations in every minute. And uh, so far it's working really well. <laughs> if I didn't know this was called karate kid, I would have assumed this was going to be about soccer. This movie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this so the rise exciting. of a young soccer star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, strange voices are saying, what did they say? They're saying to wrap it up. So 
<laughs> let's let's wrap it up. Uh, please send feedback to Karate Kid Minute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or join the Miyagi Do Karate Dojo Facebook group. Just search Karate Kid Minute on Twitter or or Facebook. And uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are served. And, Mel, until next time. What did they say? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about the only option, man. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>